And good morning to Triple H 100.1 FM. You're with Alexi Boyd for Small Business Matters. In another fantastic jam-packed week full of information, small business education and advocacy. Later on in the program, please stick with us at 9.30. We've got Kate Carnell joining us for uh, an update. She's going to be coming on the program regularly to tell us about all that the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman Office is doing for small business. But first, we've got a very special guest in the studio. It's it's kind of someone I've mentioned a few times over the last few weeks, and there's a lot of people talking about him, including uh, our illustrious Prime Minister. And while all everybody else in small business is trying to reinvent themselves through pivoting and adapting, there's actually a small business who's living it. From the Prime Minister to the media to national advocates, the story of Stage Kings is reinvigorating our faith in the small business economy to dust themselves off and reinvent to success. So how did Stage Kings do it? With amazing speed and efficiency, actually, they saw an opportunity, grabbed it with two hands, hung on to their employees and collaborated with other small businesses who supported them. They're passionate about small business as the rest of us are. And we were very proud to welcome Jeremy Fleming, the CEO, to share his story of the overnight, haha success <laughs> and to help out other small businesses to learn from their journey. Welcome to the program, Jeremy. Hey, Alexi. Thanks for having me. So you're doing a few media stings at the moment. You're sort of hitting the traps, which is great. Yeah, we've been around, but it's nice to be somewhere other than a Zoom call. <laughs> this is true. It's great to have people live in the studio, actually. It always makes for a better interview as well. So everyone's speaking about it. You know, the, the reach that you've got, the PR, the marketing, that's all happened organically. You were mentioning before we started the program because it's a success story that everyone wants to grab onto. What's that ride like at the moment? It's been crazy. It's so much more than we ever expected. It, it, it's it really, the planets, I feel the planets really aligned. Uh, the, the posts that we've done have gone viral and yeah, to, to get this sort of support is mind-blowing. And is that what you're feeling like? It's a real, um, it's a real support network uh, coming from other businesses and coming from your clients and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the industry where we're from, from the events industry, it's a close-knit group, a lot of people in the industry, but we really look after each other and, and uh, that the support we're getting from those guys in particular is amazing. And that's, I guess that's really important that businesses as groups band together at the moment and look after one another, if nothing else, just to check in to see how they're doing. Exactly right. When, when it first happened, the event industry shut down completely. We, we, everyone in the industry lost 100% of their upcoming work and, and the amount of phone calls that happened w- was really touching. Everyone was making sure everyone was okay and, and, and to this day that's still happening. So it's, it's pretty special. So you guys are like the pivoting champion right now as far as small <laughs> business goes. Tell me, I really want to know the nugget of what got you started. Uh, what, how did you come up with the idea? And really, to help our listeners learn, what's the first thing that you did to pivot? Sure. Well, when we were faced with 100% loss of income, we, we had to come up with an idea. We, we, was, we weren't just going to lay down and, and take it and lay everyone off. And uh, so we, we worked through a lot of ideas to, to get to that, that one, one that worked. Uh, so, but it was all, all happened very quickly. Friday the 13th, the announcement was made, no more public gatherings. Uh, so then between the 13th and the 20th of March, 
that's when we had to come up with these ideas. And we looked at a lot of things like uh, temporary hospital waiting facilities and, and testing testing facilities. So all made out of our truss and our scaffold. But none of those worked at the time or, or didn't work quick enough. So we, we moved on to the next idea. And the, 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 the pivot that worked for us uh, came through a conversation I had with a friend in Ireland uh, who in a similar position to us. Uh, they'd lost everything over there. And, and they said they were going to start looking at some furniture and utilising the machinery and the staff that they had to do that. And that's what flicked the switch for us and uh, my my uh, business partner and wife, Tabitha, and I and our head of production, Mick, we band together and, and work through it pretty quickly, which we can... Mm. Well, it, sh- it shows your skill set, really. And tell me, did you bring the whole team on for that journey? Is it Was it a roundtable that involved everyone or was it just sort of, you know, okay, we're the decision makers, we're going we're gonna to move forward with this, this and this? It, it was really the three of us that, that came, came to that conclusion. Uh, essentially, we worked out the only way we could get through with no income was to, to lay everyone off. Uh, so on Friday, the Friday uh, prior to, to the idea, uh, we, just, we told everyone they were going to have to finish up for now and until something else came up and uh, we were lucky that was only two days later Um, but really the three of us I was messaging Mick on the Sunday morning and said look we need to uh, look at office furniture this is this this is a the way of this is the way forward yeah everyone was going to be working from home no one had desks no everyone was sold out of desks or across the country so uh, and Mick very luckily for us like I mentioned the planets aligned Mick is a design student from way back and 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 builds furniture in his spare time so he's built all his furniture in his house and it's amazing and a very clever guy and uh, so that's how that started the Sunday we were messaging by Monday morning uh, he came in with two three 3d printed prototypes of two desks a desk and a stand-up desk that Monday we cut the first two uh, prototypes on the CNC router which we had and uh, Monday night Tabitha wrote the e-commerce site by watching a couple of YouTube t- tutorials and learning how to do that. Uh, so we set up the e-commerce site and Tuesday morning photographs by 3pm we were live and selling desks. Wow. So really everything just happened in the right order and uh, I mean I, I'm not going to say luck because mm. with your level of experience and, and surrounding yourself with good people that you've obviously done that was part of the solution as well. Mm. And interesting that you tapped into the experience of um, of your employees. Was that something you already knew about, that, that they could do that and they were doing those sort of projects on the side? Look, we did. We... The- as a company, we're quite an agile uh, business anyway, uh, the, and I think events companies are, as a whole, uh, quite agile because everything's always different. And one day we'll be building the set of Ninja Warrior. The next week we'll be doing the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games or building Shakespeare's pop-up globe. So everything's always different. So mm. we look at every project and work out the best way to do that. And, and so we have amazing set builders and carpenters and scaffolders and riggers, all of, all of who are very agile. So we, we have had the machinery. We were in a position we didn't have to go out and buy a lot of expensive machinery to, to start this. We had the CNC router and the know-how of how to use that. Uh, and so we looked at it as another project. We, we really just looked at what we needed to do to make desks. The guys, then we told this is what we're doing they, the, with a bit of basic training on how we wanted to sand it and finish it. We got underway. So um, what, what would you say to a small business who thinks to themselves, well, if I don't stumble on that perfect idea, is this something that I'm capable of doing? How do you get yourself in the mindset? Because obviously that's that's part of your DNA is all that 
change and mm. adaptability throughout your career. But what would you say to a small business owner that's never really done that? How do they grasp hold of opportunity and run with it? All of our ideas didn't work uh, to start with. So, so my, for me, the. Uh, it's about having an idea and actually having a go. Uh, we drew these plans up for all these hospital waiting rooms and things, and it just didn't take off. So, but keep trying. If, if, if you have an idea too, the key for me is to move quickly. Uh, we, we, we've started uh, within 48 hours. We were selling from the idea. Um, that that's, was very quick, but we didn't do a lot of things right to start with, and, and we learned along the way. So for me, it's about getting started and, and, and learning and changing and uh, changing tack as well along the way. We've now got – we're onto our fourth dispatch system now, uh, and we're half finally happy with it, you know, but it, it's taken that long to get things to where we th- feel is – where we need them. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that um, you got up online very, very quickly. It sounds like it was a relatively easy process. A couple of YouTube videos, plug it in and away <laughs> you go. Um, you obviously kept tweaking that like you mm. did the dispatch system and like you did the e-commerce system. Um, what's your top tip for businesses who are thinking about going online and selling their products? What, what would you say? What's a big mistake that you made along the way that they shouldn't make? Well, the, the, the key is that everyone's, a lot of people have done it already. So there's a lot of information online and we, we tacked on a, a, a pretty basic e-commerce site to our Squarespace website. Uh, that then uh, wasn't powerful enough in the end. We, that was working when we were doing sort of 100 orders. Uh, we're now three months in it with 11,000 products sold. Uh, so we needed something more powerful. So we've moved to another another platform for that now. Um, but really, everything is available online. Everyone's had the same sort of issues along the way. So th- it's quite easy to find that information. So just learning from, is it YouTube? or Yeah, is we, it... we use YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And YouTube people tutorials, sharing people sharing experiences. Have a look where the, what, what companies uh, you know and, and you know work uh, have done. And uh, that's the way we did it. Does that include overseas as well? You mentioned at the beginning that you were chatting to someone in the events industry in Ireland. Mm. Was that an important part of the formula is learning what everyone else was doing? Yeah, it was. Because Ireland uh, or Europe, we, we do a lot of work with with the guys in Europe uh, and they were about to lose their whole summer. So we were interested in how, in what they were doing to get through that their busiest period. It, an events company, a staging business in particular, is mostly summer. 80% of our business happens in summer. Same over there. So for us, it was interesting how we were interested, sorry, in how they were going to manage that. Uh, so we, were, we looked very closely at that. What was the biggest risk you took in this process? Look, I think the biggest risk for us, we, we didn't need to go and spend a lot of money which was, was, was good. Um, because you had the people with the we skills We had the set. people with the skills. Mm. We, we backed ourselves to make this work. So we went pretty hard uh, and, and uh, we sold a lot of stuff pretty quickly. Um, like, we, like you mentioned, the amount of coverage we've got we, we, is amazing. So within days we were selling over 200 items and, so, and I wanted to still get those out next day. So the biggest risk, I think, for us was to ramp up our crew very quickly to be able to manage that quickly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it, really, the amount of people we got back in. Yeah, and when you say back in, is that because you went back to perhaps your casual workforce that you've mm. worked toward in the past, or did you take on new people? We've taken on new people. So we, we had 23, 23 people working at the time when, uh, when the ban when it was in place. We, we're now at 56 Wow. Um, so we, we've more than doubled, uh, and 
it's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we really need to keep pushing now and try and, uh, try and keep those sales going to keep, keep people going. So prior to this, I guess you were quite a service-based industry. You were looking after your one client. Mm. How does it feel to change into looking after hundreds of clients? What, what changes about, about being a CEO in that role? It, we we really learnt, have learnt a lot in three months. Uh, like you said, we, we were B2B. Uh, people would go to shows and not know anything about us. We'd build a, a replica of Shakespeare's theatre and no one would know it was us. They, they'd go and see the shows and, and be amazed. And, uh, but we're long gone by the time they're there. So not many people know, knew of Stage Kings. Um, now that we're B2C and e-commerce and online retail this it's all a brand new world for us and so we've now we've had to put on customer service people and we and people to deal with uh questions through social media and things that we'd never had never even thought about before mm. <laughs> and 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 trying to keep those people uh, that those customers happy it's now over 11,000 people uh so that's that. That's very different. How did you decide? I mean, obviously, it's it's always a difficult decision to work out who to hire next, and that's a very mm. individual process for a business. But did you engage with, say, an HR professional at that point because you were growing so fast? We didn't. We've done everything in house. Yeah, yeah, for our <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, my wife Tabitha, uh, she's she's brilliant, and she looks after a lot of that of the HR. And we've what we've done is we've pulled in event crew from from around the place so we've got project managers and some amazing people working for us now who were able to step in and run with what we needed we didn't really have to train people up Uh, events events guys are are very good at at just doing what needs to be done and pivoting that's right yeah so we've got some some great people in there and and we've just as a role's come available someone that's in working with us we've said okay this you need to take this on we, and so people to have a lot of ownership of what's going on uh, in stage kings at the moment uh, our set builders are now managing dispatch and we've got you know uh, project managers from pop-up globe now looking after facebook inquiries and and really doing an amazing job of that and the customer services is really important to us and and those guys are doing a great job of that and 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 we try to get back to everyone as quickly as we can but it sounds to me like you tapping into all those um connections that you've got and collaborations within the events industries paid off because while other people suddenly became available, you were suddenly hiring. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we come back after the program, um, after the community service announcements, I want to have a quick chat to you about what it's meant in your role of leadership and how that's changed. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back after this. We're here in the studio with uh, Jeremy, who is the Stage Kings CEO. If you've just missed any of today's program, you can catch up via our podcasts, of course. But before the break, we were talking about the journey that the whole business has been through for pivoting between being an events management company and dealing with, say, one or two clients at a time to uh, dealing with thousands of clients at a time and pivoting into an online business, which now um, helps the consumer market, not just B2B. Jeremy, you mentioned that your um, your workforce basically doubled in three months, which is hugely big exponential growth plus you're growing as a business owner you're taking on new roles uh you're training people in different roles and and trying to gather up good people around you what did that mean for you in terms of changing your mindset as as an organization head as a ceo sure so what we've always done and and i feel it's helped us enormously in this pivot uh is is let people 
allow our staff the opportunity to take some ownership of what they're doing. And so what we've done is we've basically told people what we wanted to do and then worked with them and let them come up with the processes. So it's what that's done is given them a lot of ownership. So like I mentioned earlier, we've got uh, set builders now running dispatch. And, and by dispatch, we're talking 200 pieces a day leaving our factory generally. So it's a huge amount of turnover. So there's those sorts of things uh, just allowing them the the ownership uh, to come up with uh, with those processes but how do you how do you get them to do that do you sort of stand and have a big mm. staff meeting and go okay guys we need three or four people to go into dispatch now hands up who wants it is it how does that work in terms of it's, the machinations? It's, it's, as with the, the whole process of how we've got to here it's been really quite organic um, we've we've moved people around to and 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 really they've like I mentioned, event people are pretty uh, agile and they would, uh, people would start taking on, say, the sanding, uh, the sanding pieces or the, or the packaging and they'd, they'd be doing a great job of it. We'd leave them there and then we'd work with them on that. So it's really quite organic. It's not, we've never said, you, you must do this now and this is how to do it. It's like, this needs to be done. How should we do that? So allowing them to take on the role if they felt confident, comfortable with it. Exactly, yeah. But I guess the more senior people in your team were leading by example and occasionally might pick up a roll of packing tape and start packing stuff and saying, you know, that's not beneath what we normally do. That's right. Look, we, we all do. To start with, we were all doing everything. Mick, so Mick Jessup, our head of production, who is the designer and, and brilliant at setting up this whole this whole thing, we'd be down sanding, we'd be delivering and, and everyone's done what they had to do. And, and so it's grown from that. Mm, and you get your hands dirty as well? From time to time. I <laughs> <laughs> no. prefer to do the radio programs. Thank you very much. So um, in, in, this whole journey, this, this um, I guess, like you said, it's three months and it's crazy. What does that mean for your business moving forward? You've created this new line of products. Are you going to run with it or are you going to go back to what you've always done? We, we're going to do both. So we, we are certainly going to keep this. We, we're now over 40 products uh, that, we're, that we're selling and the... Our, our followers now, we've, we've gone from 2,000 followers pre-COVID to over 10,000 followers now. So we're, we, a lot more people know us now for furniture than, uh, than for stages. Uh, so it, events will come back and they'll come back in a big way and, and hopefully sooner than later. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep doing furniture as well. Interesting that you didn't rebrand. No. Is that because you didn't have time? Look, it, it wasn't. And the, the crossing out of the logo, uh, it was, was an idea that I had one day really just just to fit in with the story it's this you know we we're changing for a little bit and um doing what we need to do so so it was important not to and um yeah that that's it's been a big part of the story that and it's interesting other people have have since done similar things and they've completely set up new companies and they've set up and it's very salesy whereas we've not done that we've we've really just told our story and and the the logo's a big part of that it sounds as though the, the production of this new equipment or this new product is part of the story and then it all intermingles with your um, business journey. Yeah, that's right, it does. Are you comfortable with the idea of pivoting back to, you know, if remote working stops, although with the way that things are going at the moment, yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to. <laughs> but are you, know, are you comfortable with the idea of pivoting back into entirely being an events company or do you think you'll always have that ability to change? On I time? think the ISO King uh, name we, we'll probably bring to the side and, and run both Stage Kings and ISO King if that's what we call it longer term. Uh, when the events come back, that's when we'll look at doing that. Mm. Um, but until then, we're, we're really trying to 
solve people's problems and that, that's what's keeping us moving forward. Uh, desks uh, are not so popular anymore. They're, they're still selling but not as they did three months ago when everyone needed a desk. Now what we're doing is we're going to our followers and saying what, what issues do you have? What do you need fixed? Uh, and people have scooters laying around. They need a scooter rack or, or shoes uh, that they want shoe racks for. And so we're asking people and then we're building that and that's, uh, we're keeping quite a close dialogue. Oh, was good. What a pa- fantastic way to build on your cons- customer base. You've not only made them a customer base, but obviously loyal because they feel mm. like they're uh, tapping into the future of the company. Well, they, they have say in what we do, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for joining us here on Triple H 100.1 FM. Um, Jeremy, it's been fascinating to learn about your journey and how fast it's all happened in three months. It's, it's quite amazing. remarkable. <laughs> um, tell us where people can find out more about you and your product. Look, the website's the best place to start, stagekings.com.au. Uh, we're also on the socials, Stage Kings Australia on Facebook and stagekings underscore au on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, reach out. We, we always return people's emails. And who knows? You might come up with the next, next product for Stage Kings as well if you're, um, if you're inputting that information. Thank you so much for joining us here on Triple H. Uh, if you've missed any of today's program, you can, of course, listen back via smallbizmatters.com.au where there are over 150 podcasts just like this one where you can learn from the experts and from people's journeys. Thanks once again, Jeremy. Thanks for having me.